what is salvation and can salvation be can you lose your salvation salvation is something that christ um has made available for each and every one of us uh, and that's through his death burial and resurrection okay with these three things christ has made salvation available to each and one and each and every one of us so now what is this salvation that is made available to each and every one of us well the first thing is it has to do with you being born again okay it has to do with you accepting christ it has to, to do with you believing in christ or accepting and believing in christ as to one of the same thing um when you read um john chapter 1 verse uh, 12 Okay, let me just read that. Okay, uh John chapter 1 verse 2. Excuse me, John chapter 1 verse 12 reads, As many as received him, that's those that believed in him and have accepted him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. Okay? even to them that believe on his name now once this happens and you become a child of god now john explains a bit further in chapter 13 he says which are born now these are sons of god which are born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor the will of man but of god okay so one uh, these are sons of god that are born of god Okay and then two these are sons of God that are born of the will of God meaning it is God's desire okay for him for you to be born of him all right so now that on its own is the first foundation or the first uh, step concerning salvation all right uh, in the recap uh, Simon and Dickon Tracy talked about you being a spirit being okay and uh, when you were born before you received Christ your spirit being was corrupt because of sin okay but when you receive Christ like we've read what normally happens is um your spirit being becomes renewed one okay it becomes transformed that's uh, well still on the same thing but two okay and then three what now happens is that sin is taken away from your spirit being and then the righteousness of god is now what you get to have the moment you receive christ the moment you become one with christ and in the process your spirit becomes born again it becomes regenerated because the first birth okay is it being born in sin the second birth is it being born in the righteousness of god okay when you receive Christ that's why we say born again all right um i know we've talked about i heard the contrasty talk about nicodemus there's one thing that you need to really understand nicodemus misunderstood it was right yes for christ to say and to point out that he did understand what christ was saying because christ was talking about something that is spiritual nicodemus was talking about something that is physical but he was not so far away from what Christ was trying to explain and let me explain this he says is it okay for me to go back into my mother's womb and be born again 
which was very wrong because being born again has nothing to do with the flesh. It has everything to do with the spirit. But where we miss what Nicodemus also said is the going back to the source, okay? And, 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 and that's what being born again is all about. Or that's what being born is about, is you coming from the source, okay? So what Nicodemus was trying to say is like, look, my mother is the source, right? I get to get back to the source. Christ says, no, my friend, uh, it's not a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. Meaning, as much as it's a spiritual thing, it also has include you going back to the source and being born of God again, okay? Yeah, I think I think that one that one is, is dealt with, with being born again. But now, what is salvation? Now that you're born again, the Bible says you are saved, okay? Because when you read in Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, uh, Paul, the Apostle, Paul the Apostle, let me just read it, Paul the Apostle says, for by grace are ye saved through faith, okay, and not of yourselves, that it is a gift of God, not of works, least any man should boast, okay, ye are saved by grace, okay, now the salvation that you get to have is by the grace of God, through faith. Once you believe in Christ, okay, you are saved. You've got the grace of God and by the grace of God, which is the gift of God, which is Christ, you are saved. Okay, now here's the thing. When you're born again, your spirit is regenerated. Your spirit is transformed. The corruption of sin is removed from your spirit. Okay? And in the process, you are separated. Uh, like, like the Bible will say you are redeemed. You are separated from whatever it is that has to do with sin and its consequences. Because when you read in Romans, it says for the wages of sin is death. Okay? So when sin is removed from you through the process of you being born again, it means Death has also been removed from you, which is the consequence of sin or which is the fruit of sin. Now, this means that you have been saved from death. Now that you've got life. Okay, because the moment you become one with Christ, the life of Christ becomes your life. And in the process, you are born again. Because I'll keep on talking about you being born again by you being one with Christ because it has to do with salvation. And in the process, you are saved from death. And everything that has to do with death. No wonder when you read um, John 3.16, it says, uh, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish. Okay? The word perish there means to waste away. Okay? To waste away. Because... Now, this wasting away is something that normally happens when you die, okay? When a body, when a spirit leaves a body and the body is lifeless, it begins to decompose, it begins to waste away, it begins to get rotten, okay? All right? Now, that same process is what we call perishing. But then he says, you shall not perish but have everlasting life, which is opposite of what is going on. So the moment you are born again, you become saved 
from death and you no longer perish or waste away now that you've got the life of god okay now the thing that you need to understand is salvation is all about you having the life of god it's all about you living the grace of god it's all about you being born again but the thing that you need also to look at is salvation is a package a package in the sense to say the moment you become one with christ one you've got his life two you've got his righteousness three you've got his blessings four you've got his healing okay because why am i saying so reason being is the moment sin is removed from you the moment death has been removed from you the opposite of sin is righteousness and the fruits of righteousness or the thing that we see that this one is righteous is the life of god that you get to have okay in the moment you've got the life of god one you are healthy two you are prosperous okay uh, three you are wise four you've got the spirit of god with you and the gifts that come with the spirit of god okay so salvation is a package which contains the life of god no wonder john 3:16 simply says eternal life because you're looking at life in a broad sense now that you've been saved now that you have life okay you no longer have sin but have the righteousness of god now that you've got life there is this thing concerning the life of god there is eternal life meaning you live forever two um you will be righteous forever you will be blessed forever you will be prosperous forever because it's a package issue all right So now coming to the second question it says now can you lose your salvation no you cannot lose your salvation according to what the word of god says and uh, we'll go through the word of god and you'll be able to see for yourself that you cannot lose your salvation because it's eternal okay the moment you accept christ the moment you have christ in you you've got eternal life okay you cannot lose your eternal life your spirit is uh, forever renewed forever having the righteousness of god so now let's see what the bible has to say concerning that okay when you read hebrews um hebrews 9 12 okay so can we read hebrews 9 12 for those that have got our bibles okay uh, hebrews 9 12 Um the Bible says neither by the blood of goats and of cows but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us okay having obtained eternal redemption for us meaning the salvation because other visions have brought eternal salvation meaning the salvation that we have the redemption that we have is eternal no wonder uh, in john 3:16 he says eternal life because just like i said it's a package thing okay uh now one thing you need to understand is redemption has got its connection in line with uh, the blood of christ in terms of us being redeemed by the blood of christ Through, which is the forgiveness of god because when you read in ephesians and uh that's uh ephesians uh 
Okay. When we read in uh, Colossians, okay, uh, Ephesians 1 7 and then Colossians 1 14. So you can read either Ephesians 1 7 or Ephesians 1 uh, 14. It says the same thing. So let me just read Ephesians 1 7. Okay. Ephesians 1 7 says, In whom we have redemption, okay, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. It brings in the aspect of grace. Meaning, uh, just like I said, salvation is a package thing. So forgiveness is also part of the salvation. Okay. Now, when you read here, it says, in whom we have redemption. And previously in Hebrews, we said he has obtained eternal redemption for us. So in short, in whom we have eternal redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. Now, I've put Ephesians 1, 7 and Hebrews uh, 9, 12, and I've married them together, okay? Because it's still the word of God and it's one and the same thing, okay? Now, to one thing you need to understand is that uh, Christ has dealt with sin. And in his dealing with sin, he's dealt with sin once and for all, okay? So now, you really need to understand the forgiveness of God to fully appreciate, okay, the eternal redemption that Christ obtained for us. So now, uh, I'll take you through Hebrews 10, 11 and 12, and then I'll explain something as in why you do not lose your salvation the moment you are saved. So can we read Hebrews 10, 11 and 12, and then we'll explain a bit in those lines, as in why one, the moment you're born again, you don't lose your being born again. You don't lose the salvation that Christ has obtained for you because the Bible says he's obtained eternal redemption, meaning this is something that lives on for eternity. It, it is something that never dies out. Okay, so um, Hebrews 10, verse 11 and 12. And the Bible reads, and, and we might just skip up to, we might just skip to 14, but then let's just read 11. But, and every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. Now, when you do a study of the book of Hebrews, you find that the writer, excuse me, you find that the writer begins to explain certain things and he uses the Old Testament uh, rituals or the Old Testament ordinances that the priest would do to explain what Christ has done and has made available for us. Because he says all those things were shadows of what Christ was going to do here on earth. Okay, they were all pointing to Christ. So for us to fully understand and appreciate what Christ did and made available for us, we also need to look at these things. Now, the writer says, and every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, sacrifices which can never take away sins. In short, what he's saying is that uh, day in, day out, okay, what the priests in the olden days would do is they had the Day of Atonement, okay, and on the Day of Atonement, everyone in the community would come and they would confess their sins, all right? And in confessing their sins, the, the priest would lay his hands on, uh, on a goat, okay? And once his hands are laid on the goat, 
after having confessed the sins, in short, they will transfer all those sins onto the God, okay? And then the God will be sent out into the wilderness where it will be alone and it will eventually die, which was a symbol of God having taken away their sins, okay? And at that particular time, they had no sins. But then Hebrew says, and every priest standeth daily, ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which is one of those rituals, which can never take away sins, meaning as much as they did that, all that pointed to what Christ was going to do, okay? So because it was pointing to what Christ was going to do, meaning it never did what Christ did for us. It was just simply showing us or setting an example of what Christ did, meaning we're supposed to appreciate what Christ did. Now, this is what Christ did. Uh, Hebrews 10, 12 says, but this man, now this is Christ, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Now, one thing you need to understand is that Christ made one sacrifice compared to the numerous sacrifices that were being made. And with this one sacrifice, Christ took away sins forever from each and every one of us. Okay? Because if you read in John, John the, Bap John the, the Baptist actually points to Christ and he says, there goes the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Meaning, at this particular point, it says, after he had offered one sacrifice forever, he sat down on the right hand of God, meaning each and every one of us, in terms of the whole world, our sins were taken away by Christ, okay, forever, meaning we no longer have sins, meaning God has forgiven our sins forever. Excuse me. There is no need for him to forgive us again. He's done it and he's done it forever. It's sealed, okay? It's a done deal. It's a, it's a finished story. No wonder when you read in 9, it says he has obtained an eternal redemption, an eternal salvation, okay? He's uh, an eternal healing because that's the package of salvation there. Eternal healing, eternal prosperity, eternal blessings, okay? Uh, uh, eternal, whatever it is that Christ has made available for us. It's eternal, okay? And this is the reason why eternal forgiveness, because this is talking about eternal forgiveness, because it says after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, okay? Meaning this is forever, it's done. There's no need for him to do it again, okay? And the reason being is when you read 14, which is uh, Hebrews 10, verse 14, it says, for by one offering, which is what uh, 12 was telling us, he had perfected for ever them that are sanctified. Meaning, the moment uh, you accept Christ, the moment you believe in Christ, okay, uh, you get to have the life of Christ uh, when you become one with him. And at that particular time, it is when your sins are now removed from you, where your spirit is no longer corrupt, okay? It, 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 it gets to have the righteousness of God. It gets to have the life of God, okay? And at that particular time, you get to have eternal salvation, which has to do with you being forgiven eternally, like we've just read. Because it says, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified, okay? 
and after he offered one sacrifice for sins forever meaning sins have been removed from you forever okay now um there's one thing you need to understand okay and 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 i want you to follow me carefully to really understand this uh sin is not a physical thing it is a spiritual thing okay and because it's a spiritual thing uh it messed up the spirit of a human being okay when christ became when christ got your sins and my sins according to what the bible says because when you read second uh, corinthians 5 uh 21 it says he became sin okay uh so that we might have the righteousness of god the moment christ got a hold of sin okay uh what happened is that because sin is a spiritual thing christ dealt with sin spiritually okay uh, according to what we've read and in his dealing with it spiritually what happened is that a spiritual thing is not subject to time okay and because it is not subject to time uh what happens is that uh, oh, okay uh, I'm, I'm really trying to explain something really okay i hope you bear with me for this one please okay uh uh at that particular moment because sin which is a spiritual thing is not subject to time what christ did with his one offering is that he got your past sins he got your present sins he got your future sins okay and at one time he cleared each and everything in one go okay and uh, in his resurrection when god forgave my sins your sins and each and every one of our sins in him by raising him back to life without any sins anymore which was uh, a sign to say that god has forgiven us and that he has taken away uh, uh, our sins from christ he has, he has pardoned us the the, the the sin issue has been dealt with okay what it means is that um, at that particular time the moment you become one with christ uh, you are not subject to the consequences of sin spiritually because it has been dealt spiritually okay uh, this means that uh, okay this means that uh, you by being one with christ your spirit is forever righteous your spirit is forever pure your spirit is forever holy okay and um, it's just that unfortunately i was not part of the meeting uh, the previous meeting where there was a teaching or there's a question that was being dealt with saying uh if if, if 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 i'm a christian but then why do i continue to sin okay the thing is um, I, i'll get back to that because i need to explain why you don't lose your salvation because we've heard that Christ has obtained salvation, eternal salvation for us, okay, by his one sacrifice for sins forever, meaning there is no need for him to deal with sin anymore. Why? Because sin is no longer an issue. It's something that he dealt with spiritually, 
okay, past, present, and future. Everything has been dealt with because one thing that you need to understand is that Christ died at a time that me and you were not born, okay? So meaning whatever it is that we had to do are future things, okay? Uh, which, like I said earlier on, sin is a spiritual thing which has got uh, both spiritual and physical consequences. When Christ took away sin, he dealt with it spiritually, meaning the spiritual consequence of sin has been removed. But the physical consequence of sin is still there. Okay? Now, let me just explain a little bit. Uh, man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. Okay? When Christ dealt with sin, uh, your spirit was born again, and it had the life of God. Sin was taken away from it. Okay? Your soul was um, not yet redeemed, or your soul is still not yet redeemed, okay? Your physical body has still not yet been redeemed. And the redemption of both your soul and your physical body is actually what we are waiting for, okay? No wonder, you know, we, 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 we really yearn, okay, to put on that spiritual body that is in the heavenly places because we are still subject to the to the perishing or to the to the corruption of sin in our body okay and the corruption of sin in our soul and it's because of the corruption of our soul that uh, we find ourselves sinning okay we find ourselves messing up even if we our spirit is born again even if our spirit has got the life of god in it okay and the reason is because our soul is corrupt our our, our thinking is, 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 is messed up. No wonder even if you accept Christ, okay? Uh, uh, there was a book I was reading recently. Uh, a man of God was saying, uh, if you were down before you got born again, the, the evidence that your soul has not really been redeemed or it has not been born again is that even if you accept Christ, you still be down. You know, you still... Uh, behave in a certain way, you still think in a certain way. And the same thing goes for your physical body. There's nothing that gets to change about your physical body, okay? Uh, as big as I am, okay? Uh, when I receive Christ, it doesn't mean that I'll lose weight, okay? I'll still have the same physical body uh, because it has not yet gone through the process of being renewed or being born again like my spirit has, okay? So, uh, Getting back to what I was saying is that um, even if you mess up, the fact that Christ has dealt with sin, he has dealt with all your sins, okay, past, present, and future, because the, uh, the Bible says, for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, okay? So, uh, sin is no longer an issue, okay? It is now an issue of understanding. And because sin is no longer an issue, the thing that killed man in the first place was sin. When Adam and Eve sinned, they got separated from God. Adam lost the life of God. Adam ceased to be one with God. Sin came into place. Now sin has been removed. And it has been dealt with forever. Meaning, even if 
you were to sin, you are sinning a sin that has already been dealt with, that has already been forgiven, meaning it has no bearing on what happens to your soul, but it has on what happens to your spirit. Bear with me on that one. On what happens to your spirit, but it has a bearing on what happens to your soul and your physical body. Let's say, for example, if I was to steal, okay, if I was to steal, if I'm caught by the police officers, I'm locked up, I'm imprisoned, okay, physically, I have suffered the effects of me stealing, okay? But spiritually, because it has no effect on, on, on my spirit anymore, it's like sin has no effect on my spirit anymore. The moment when I become a Christian, the moment when I accept Christ, okay, it means I will not lose what I have in Christ, okay? I will not lose my salvation because it's eternal. Because what I have now in Christ is, is eternal. The forgiveness of sins is eternal, okay? And because of that, the, the separation that Adam went through, the moment I accept Christ, I, I am not affected by that anymore, okay? I, I, I cannot be separated, okay, from... Um, from Christ. And it's a reason why Christ, when he's talking about the Holy Spirit abiding in me, he says, he's with you and he'll abide in you forever. Reason being is there is no more any sin that can separate me and God anymore. But that doesn't mean that now you are free to do whatever it is that you want. And that's the reason why Paul comes in and says, but does it mean that we should continue sinning? Okay. So that grace should abound more. The, the next verse says clearly, it just says, God forbid. Okay, it's not God's desire that you continue sinning because it messes up your soul. Okay, it messes up your physical body. And it is just not right. Okay, it's not right because when you are born again, you've got the righteous life of God. And through your soul and through your physical body, you need to now bear fruits of righteousness, which are the fruits of the Spirit, okay? And that's why Paul says, it's no longer God's desire that you continue sinning. How can you continue living, okay, in sin when you are dead to sin, okay? You, 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 you no longer live in sin. You no longer have any part with sin. And, and, and for you to do that, okay, though I've, I've, I've switched a bit, but uh, just to encourage you, just for the side, because I know there are a lot of people that are getting to hear what I'm saying, and they're busy wondering because, okay, fine, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm righteous, I'm holy forever, okay? But I, if I sin, it is not something that God is going to look at. But it doesn't mean that you have to do it deliberately. It doesn't mean that you have to live in sin, okay? That's why now you need your mind to be renewed, because the moment your mind is renewed, okay, uh, you no longer think in a certain way. You no longer have certain desires because one thing you need to understand is that uh, out of our understanding, we get to have certain desires. And because of those desires, okay, if we get carried away with those, those desires, we get to sin. So sin has its origin in our desires. Because if you look at Eve, she desired to be like God, okay? She desired the fruit because it looked good. She desired the fruit because it tasted good, if you read what the Bible says. So it all comes down to your understanding. And that's why Paul says you need to renew your mind, okay? Because the moment you renew your mind, 
okay? You do not have those desires anymore. Just do an experiment. I know each and every one of us is not perfect, but we're working at it. Not that uh, we are working at it to maintain our salvation, no. We're working at it to become better people. There's nothing that we can do that will cause us to be saved. No wonder the Bible says it's a gift and, uh, and, and it has no works attached to it, okay? It's a free gift. There's nothing you'll ever do, okay, to, to be saved apart from believing in Christ, okay? Uh, so uh, the thing is that what I'm trying to say is the moment you keep on, the, as you keep on reading the word of God, as your understanding begins to change, as your soul or your mind is being transformed, certain desires will no longer be there, okay? You discover the moment you spend time in reading the word of God, the moment you spend time praying, you discover that there are certain habits or certain things that you used to do that you discover that you, you, don't, you don't do them anymore. They're not in line with who you are because now the life of God is revealing itself through your soul because the moment you uh, begin to understand the word of God, you begin to change your soul. Your soul begins to change and it allows the life of God to express itself. It allows your spirit, okay, to express yourself. It allows you to express yourself, okay? And in the process, as you begin to bear the fruits of God, you get to enjoy life, all right? We're not perfect, yes, okay? But that doesn't mean that when we sin, we get to lose our salvation. No, the salvation that we have in Christ is eternal, just like the Bible has told us, okay? Uh, it says Christ offered one sin for sins forever, meaning it was dealt with on the cross. There's no need because let's just take, for example, okay? You're born again. Spiritually, you're alive, okay? Like, like we've said, you've got the righteousness of God, you've got the life of God. When you sin, it means uh, you're separated from God like Adam was, okay? And because you're separated from God like Adam was, then it would require Christ to come down on earth and die for you again. So that sin can be taken away from you again, okay? But the thing is that this thing, he did it once and for all. Meaning there's no need for him to continually die. Just like those, just like the prophets would uh, stand and daily minister and offer these things, okay, every now and then, okay? So with Christ, he did it once and for all. So there's no need for him to continually keep on doing the same thing over and over again in terms of offering himself, okay? And, and, and this is because sin no longer has, by what Christ did, any effect on your spirit, Okay. Okay. So now, uh, just like I said, one, you, 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 you are eternally born again. You've got the eternal life of God. You are eternally saved, and you don't do anything in line with your salvation. Okay. It is a gift from God. All right. You don't have to uh, perform anything. It has nothing to do with conduct. Okay. You are saved and you are saved for good. It's forever. It can never be taken away from you. The part of conduct comes in in the manifestation of the fruits of the Spirit. Okay? And that is to reveal and express the nature of God. 
okay, in you, as in who you have become, okay, it has nothing to do with your salvation, okay, 